0: It's time now for the pulpit hour featuring some of God's choice preachers. Stay tuned at the end of today's message for information on how you can obtain a copy of today's sermon. If you have your Bibles tonight, take them and turn and open them to Genesis chapter 14. Genesis chapter 14, and I would invite all of you to stand with me, if you would, for the reading of God's Word, the book of Genesis chapter number 14. If you're having trouble finding the book of Genesis, you are in trouble, all right? It is the first book of the Bible. If you can't find it, stop trying. There is no hope for you. Genesis chapter number 14, what a joy it is to not just be ministering to those who are here with us directly in this building, but to those all around the world that are watching via the World Wide Web, what a privilege it is to know that the message of God can be sounded forth all over the world. We live in a society today where it seems like the wrong message gets all of the attention, but aren't you glad that tonight that God's message is getting the attention and it certainly deserves that attention. Genesis chapter 14, verse number 14 reads as follows, And when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servants, born in his own house, 318, and pursued them unto Dan. And he divided himself against them, he and his servants, by night, and smote them, and pursued them unto Hobah, which is on the left hand of Damascus. And he brought back all the goods, and also brought again his brother Lot and his goods, and the women also, and the people. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Shedor Leomer and of the kings that were with him at the valley of Shavi, which is the king's dale. Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of the, of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth and blessed be the most high God which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand and he gave him tithes of all and the king of Sodom said unto Abram give me the persons and take the goods to thyself and Abram said to the king of Sodom I have lifted up mine hand unto the Lord the most high God the possessor of heaven and earth that I will not take from a thread even to a shoe latchet that I will not take anything that is thine lest thou shouldest say, I have made Abram rich, save only that which the young men have eaten and the portion of the men which went with me, Aner, Eschol, and Mamre. Let them take their portion." Now Lord, we do thank you. You don't owe us anything, but we're thankful for all you've given us, for this very night we're privileged to be alive and to have our faculties in order that we can hear from Thy precious Holy Word God I do pray God that you would take me as your vessel tonight that you would cleanse me of sin Oh God I ask that you would empty me of self and fill me with thy Holy Spirit I pray that you would help me to preach what thus saith the Lord I, I understand that these have not come from all over this country and all over the world to hear opinions and to hear just what I think God we need a word from you and oh God would you take control of this service and as you've honored yourself through the singing and the testimonies and through everything that has been done thus far may you lift up yourself through the preaching of thy holy word bind Satan and put a hedge of protection about this place God use me to do more than I could ever imagine. And God, may you save the one that is lost and stir the hearts of thy saints that they may be changed for all of eternity. Bless our children back home while we're gone. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much for standing. Here in Genesis chapter 14, we see the first war mentioned in the Bible. Five city-states in the plain of Jordan had been under the oppression of the kings of four eastern city-states and this oppression had lasted for 12 years. Now these five city-states had finally revolted. When they revolted this was a declaration of war to these four kings the four kings invaded the plains of Jordan to whip these five kings back into shape. You would think that the five, outnumbering the four, would have a seemingly easy victory on their hands. But that's not what happened. The five kings were soundly defeated by the four invading kings. As a matter of fact, it seems to be obvious that these five kings were unfamiliar with their own land because while in this battle they got caught up in slime pits in their own land and all that their army could do was flee for the hills. The invading kings took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and went on their way. Among those things that were taken, Abraham's nephew, Lot, was taken as a prisoner of war. When Abraham heard that Lot was taken, initially when this war first occurred, Abram did not get involved. But when he found out that Lot, his own family member was taken, he got involved. He gathered his army together, trained servants. These were those that were in his own house these were servants that were loyal these were servants that were single-minded these were servants that were dedicated this was an army that was ready for war Abraham trained them And this army of 318 chased the enemy for 100 miles. And not only did they chase them, but in addition to that, they freed all of the captives. They brought back all of the women. They recovered all of the goods. And also Lot was brought back as well. When Abram returned from battle, Bera, the king of Sodom, came out to meet him. Bera offered Abram all the goods in exchange for the people. I want you to understand tonight that Abram naturally could have thought, after all, I'm the one that trained the army. After all, I'm the one that led the conquest. After all, I'm the one that freed the captives. I'm the one that brought back the women. I'm the one that recovered all the goods. I'm the one that rescued Lot. Abram could have fallen in his own mind. By right, I should be able to accept all of the rewards from this victory. But that was not his response. Abraham refused to accept the thing. Notice he said, "I will not take." Verse number 23. From a thread. Even to a shoe latchet And that I will not take anything that is thine Lest thou shouldest say I have made Abram rich Understand some of the young people Sodom was a wicked place Sodom was somewhere that was anti-God It was anti-Jehovah Sodom stood against everything that Abram stood for And Abram said I won't take a thread Nor will I take a shoe latchet Abram said, when people see me, when they see my prosperity, when they see my success, when they see all my goods, when they see all my blessings, when they see all my favor, if I take anything from you, king, they'll think that you were the one that made me rich. And Abraham said, I will not take a thing. I'll not take one thing from a wicked place. I'll not take one thing from somewhere that despises Almighty God could I say to you today that Sodom as a geographical location no longer exists you cannot go to Sodom of Genesis 14 today and find it. But even though it does not exist as a geographical location, it still exists as a society. Today, what Sodom represents is what this world seems to be filled with. The sin and the wickedness, the ungodliness and the immorality that seems to permeate our society. What bothers me, Dr. Much, what breaks my heart is it seems to me that men, women, boys and girls, who say that they know the Lord, who say that they're the children of God, who say that heaven is their home, who say that God is their father, who say that Jesus is their savior, who say that the Holy Ghost is their comforter, who say that the word of God is their guide, somehow have gotten it into their mind. That they need what Sodom has to offer. That they need what this world has to give them. What breaks my heart is that the devil has lied to so many young people and telling them they've got to give in to what the Bible says and they've got to lower their stand and compromise their convictions and buy in to what the world has to offer. What breaks my heart is that teenagers think they've got to march to the world's beat in order to make it. They've got to listen to the world's music in order to make it. they got to wear the world's in order to make it. They got to act like the world in order to make it. And I'm here to tell you that is a lie that's been hatched out of hell. I'm here to tell you that there's nothing There's absolutely nothing that the world has to offer you. I'm here to tell you, I don't care how glamorous the world may look. I don't care how enjoyable society may make it seem. I don't care how illustrious the careers of the world may seem to appear to you. I'm here to tell you, there's nothing in Sodom for you. There's nothing that Sodom has to offer for you. There's nothing in the world that will benefit you. There's nothing that society can give Give you that will pr- pr- produce anything in your life that will progress you for the cause of Christ. I'm here to tell you, we need some boys and girls that'll leave ISC this year and determine if there's hope for America, if there's hope for the world, if there's hope for this generation, if there's hope to perpetuate the heritage that has been handed us, we've got to put our feet down and we've got to make our mind up. We've got to be determined. We've got to be decisive. We've got to be devoted we've got to be dedicated and we've got to declare to the world i don't care what you offer me i don't care what you show me i don't care how you bribe me i don't care what you tell me i'll not take a thread, i'll not take a shoe i don't want the world to say they made me rich i don't want the devil to say he made me happy i don't want society to say they made me successful i don't want my friends to say they gave me joy i'm here tonight to tell you regardless of what's on the television, what's on the internet, what's popular, what the movie stars are doing or saying, make up your mind tonight. Don't take anything from Sodom. Not a thing. It has nothing to offer you. It has nothing to offer me. And my friend, you better take these next couple of days. And it better mean more it better mean more to you than just a ribbon or a command performance it better mean more to you than just an email, an address or a cell phone number of a cute girl or a handsome guy it better mean more to you than just a week out of school or a little vacation that gets you away from the brunt and the hustle and bustle of back home, you know what it ought to mean? it ought to mean a challenge and a regeneration and a rejuvenation inside of you that'll say I'm going to go back home and look the devil square in the face and say you're not my boss you're not my provider you're not my justifier you're not my savior you're not my deliverer I've got what I need and I refuse I refuse I refuse to take anything from Sodom there's nothing for you there's nothing for me I'm here to tell you tonight don't take anything from Sodom. First of all, don't take Sodom's rationale. Sodom's rationale. You say, what do you mean by the rationale of Sodom? I'm talking about Sodom's mindset. I'm talking about the way Sodom thinks. I'm talking about what goes through Sodom's mind psychologically. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying if you're sane, you ought to think differently than the world thinks. If you're sane, your views ought to be different than the world's views. If you're born again, your psyche ought to be different than the world's psyche. Hey, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Be renewed in your mind. And it's about time some boys and girls will say, the world will not think for me. Ezekiel chapter 16 takes time to catalog the rationale rationale of Sodom. In verse number 49, Behold, this was the iniquity of thy sister Sodom. Pride, fullness of bread, and abundance of idleness was in her and in her daughters. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and needy. Could I say to you, you know what the rationale of Sodom is? pride. You know what it is? Those in Sodom are conceited. You say, preacher, what is conceited? That's when you're stuck on yourself. I said that's when you're stuck on yourself. You say, what do you mean? That's when you walk with your nose up in the air. That's when you think you're something. Hey, you ought to check the history. All our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. We were conceived in iniquity. We were shaped in sin. And my friend, everything I am, I am by the grace of God. Solomon was so self-sufficient. It was so self-absorbing it was so self-serving Sodom felt they didn't need God Sodom felt they could do without God Sodom felt they were doing fine all by themselves Sodom thought their success was in their hands and my friend it's not uncommon to find teenagers today that walk around in this world as if I can dunk a basketball I can make a 4.0 I got good grades I look real good I can play this instrument my friend every good and every a perfect gift coming from above if you can dunk it if you can shoot it if you can hit it if you can kick it if you can sing it if you can remember it if you can act like it if you can play it if you can win it if you can buy it thank you Jesus amen conceited complacent the idleness was in her you know what I think of idleness lazy never doing anything don't want to work don't want to be busy idleness says I like doing nothing it's it's, it's not uncommon I run into teenagers they say I'm tired Uh, pray for me, I'm tired. You know what I find out they're tired from? PlayStation. The Wii. Texting. And now they text so much, they sit beside each other. Hey, what are you doing? I'm sitting by you. What are you doing? I'm sitting by you too. So what are you talking about? Same thing you're talking about. And what are you talking about? I guess the same thing you're talking about. There's a word for that, retarded. Have you ever thought about putting your cell phone down and taking your pocket Let me tell you something. We live in a a day and age today where it seemed like all teenagers want to do is be on Facebook. And let me tell you something. There are some good things that happen on Facebook. But let me say this. It's about time some of you got off of Facebook and got your face in the book and determined by the grace of God. It's about time to get busy. It's about time to get active. It's about time to get offensive for God. amen I agree with myself amen careless they were they did not strengthen the poor and the needy they didn't care about anybody was unfortunate we live in a world of needy people and my Bible said when Jesus saw the multitudes He was moved with compassion. When's the last time you saw someone in need and got moved about it? I said compassion, not sympathy. I'm talking about compassion, sympathetic consciousness that so consumes you that you've got to do something about it. And it's about time some of you teenagers learn some compassion and some of you adults learn some compassion and understand that the world doesn't need just a donation and the world doesn't need just a new law and the world doesn't need just a pat on the back. What this world needs is Jesus. Sodom's rationale secondly if you would Sodom's rebellion back in Genesis chapter number 14 if you'd go back to chapter 13 notice what was said about Sodom in verse number 13 the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly I said exceedingly let me tell you something when anybody sins against God exceedingly, he can't help you. I said, he can't help you. Sodom was a rebellious place. It was an immoral place. You say, what do you mean immoral? I'm saying to you, Sodom was the place where when the angels of the Lord sent from the Lord to Sodom came to the city, Sodom was the place where the men in sodom wanted to do immoral sexual acts with the angels my friend that's immoral i said that's immoral and i don't care what the world tells you and i don't care what television displays and I don't care what is what is shown on every sitcom that comes on television and I don't care what the world calls alternative and I don't care what the world calls normal I'm here to tell you without apology it's still normal for a boy to like a girl and a girl to like a boy and when a boy (laughs) likes a boy and a girl likes a girl it's unscriptural, it's unbiblical, it's unnatural, it's illogical, and boom shaka-laka-laka, it's nasty! They're Christian people, Christian people, Christian teenagers, that have borrowed the rebellion from Solomon. You know what that means? That means it doesn't make sense that three out of four of our seniors graduate without their virginity. It does not make sense that 20% of all 15 year olds have had sex by the time they turn 15 it does not make sense that it's not uncommon for teenagers to get a condom without parental consent but they cannot get an aspirin without checking with mom or dad folks we've gotten backwards we've gone away from God and we messed up let's get some boys and girls that'll stay I'm gonna stay pure until I get married I'm gonna save myself for the spouse that God has for me and if ever everybody's doing it, if everybody's saying it, if everybody's acting like it, bless God, I'm not taking anything from Sodom. The immorality, the indecency, the insensitivity in Sodom. What a shame that they had grown so accustomed to sin that it didn't bother them. Can you hear profanity and not be fazed? Can you look at nudity and not have your spirit grieved? Can you get in the car with somebody who plays music that disgraces God's name and not be faced. You know what it is? You've been hanging around Sodom too long. There ought to still be something in you that says, if it hurts God, it hurts me. If it's against God, it's against me. If it mocks God, it mocks me. If God hates it, I hate it. If God can't stand it, I can't stand it. The rebellion in Sodom. Thirdly, the resources from Sodom. Genesis 13 verse number 10 says, Lot lifted up his eyes. Jeremiah said, Mine eye affecteth my heart. And when he looked out, he saw the plains of Jordan. They were well watered everywhere. He thought, the grass is greener in Sodom. It's well watered! All the goods are in Sodom! All the money is in Sodom! All the fame is in And The Bible said he pitched
1: I had slow DSL from the
0: phone towards south. He pitched his tent towards Sodom Lot was chasing prosperity. It still says in the Bible that the love of money is the root of all evil. What shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Many men, women, boys and girls have messed up their lives chasing after a dollar. And some of you, you'll get up on this ACE, International Student Convention platform, and you'll sing with the talent God gives you and you'll learn scripture with the talent god has given you and you'll play certain instruments with the talent god has given you i'm saying to you Don't let the devil have you singing in some nightclub somewhere. Don't let the devil have you in Hollywood wasting your talent somewhere. Don't let the devil have you trying to chase some money somewhere. If you've got a voice, sing for God. If you can play an instrument, play it for God. If you can preach, preach for God. If you got intellect, use it for God. Don't chase after the resources in Sodom. God help us this popularity in Sodom. (laughs) Lot pitched his tent toward Sodom. He didn't move to Sodom initially. He just moved in Sodom's direction. And how many times do we hear teenagers say, well I'm not gonna do that, I'll just do this. We're not gonna get married, we're just gonna date dum-da-dum-dum-dum I don't do what it says I just listen to it come on well what's so bad about skipping a few days of reading my Bible a couple of those magazines won't hurt me clicking on that site one time won't destroy me going to that place is no big deal everybody's there everybody's doing it listen my friend you better get out of the everybody club and get into the Jesus club and determine by the grace of God I'm not gonna stand with everybody I'm gonna stand with God He started off pitching his tent. By Genesis 19, he's at the gate. He just thought, I'll just move towards Sodom. And in a little while, he's living in Sodom. When you come to Sodom, guess who you see first? Lot. At the gate. There are some of you, you're taking steps right now. You came to ISC, stepping towards Sodom. Just moving in a wrong relationship, listening to a wrong song, hanging out in the wrong places, watching the wrong shows, clicking on the wrong sites, saying the wrong words, Uh, just, just edging a little bit towards Sodom. I'm here to tell you right now tonight, turn around and go back home I'm saying turn around and go back home I'm saying turn around and go back home Sodom may give you prosperity Sodom may give you popularity Sodom may give you position and Sodom may give you pay but my friend Sodom can't give you what God can give you and you got to be be determined in your heart I'm not gonna take anything from Sodom not a thing not a thread or shoelace. Number four, the relationships and so well, everybody wants friends. This this boring Christian life doesn't lend you any friends. I can't ever go anywhere. I can't wear anything. Well, you can wear something, you got clothes on, amen? My parents don't let me do anything. My school has all these rules. There's not a guy on the globe that my daddy thinks is good enough for me. In Genesis 19, when the angels came to Lot's house, old and young, all the people from every quarter gathered around Lot's house. In verse number five, they all knew his name. Hey, Lot! Hey, Lot! Hey, Lot's the man in Sodom. You come in town and you say, Lot? Everybody say, oh yeah, we know Lot. Lot is the man. Lot's got it made in the shade drinking pink lemonade. He is the man, Lot is the master of disaster, you can't say it no faster, he is the brother from another mother like no other, it's all good in the hood, Lot is the man. Everybody like Lot. You know what? Some of you chasing friends. Some of you girls chasing a boyfriend that'll take everything from you and leave you amen some of you want to be popular you want everybody to know your name you want everybody to think something about you you want everybody to say you're cool you want everybody to brag on your image oh in Sodom There's an abundance of relationships in Sodom. There's great action in relationships. Oh, can you imagine all the stuff that Lot got to do in Sodom that he never got to do with Abram? Let me tell you something. In Sodom, you can party all you want. You can drink all you want. You can cuss all you want. You can disrespect your parents all you want. You can sneak around all you want. And there are some of you today that have gotten tired of rules. You've gotten tired of the Bible. You've gotten tired of holiness. You've gotten tired of sanctification. You've gotten tired of holy living. You've gotten tired of that Bible-believing, old-fashioned Christianity. Could I say to you tonight, the reason why you and I are here today, the reason why we've been handed a heritage is because men and women and boys and girls stood for the good old-fashioned way of the Bible. Here we are today, benefiting from it. Yet some of you are looking for friends. I can do all I want in Sodom. I've got access to Sodom. Fun and fame in Sodom. I can date who I want. I can click on what I want to click on. I can come in the house at any time of night in Sodom! Lot could have stayed with Abram, but he wanted Sodom. Abram says, King, let me tell you something. You can offer me anything you want. And by the way, it's amazing. Sodom wants people in exchange for goods. The devil doesn't just want your clothes and your glasses and your tennis shoes. The devil wants your life and he'll take anything he can for you. Simon Peter, Satan hath desired to have you and to sift you as wheat. The devil walketh about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. It's about time we quit We quit tiptoeing around and we quit laying around like the devil is some red suited guy on looney tunes with a pitchfork, he's a liar, he's a murderer, he's a deceiver, he's an accuser, and he wants to have you. Don't take anything from Sodom. Lastly, if you take Sodom's rationale, Sodom's rebellion, Sodom's resources, and Sodom's relationships, guess what? You have to take Sodom's ruin. You say, what happened to Sodom? It got burned up. It was destroyed! And if you take that mess from Sodom, you're going down with it. Verses, in chapter 19 verse number 8 and verse number 30, Sodom calls Lot to see the destruction of his family. What man would offer his daughters? To be slept with what a sorry father and teenager could i say to you while you run after that sin that you think you deserve the right to chase when that sin takes its course and bring forth and brings forth death you'll not just hurt yourself you'll hurt your mom and your dad and your siblings and your family and my friend you ought to love your family and care more about your family than to let sodom destroy it The destruction of your family, the disgrace of your faith. In verse number 14, Lot ran in town trying to warn everybody, get out of here, get out of here, get out of here. Guess what? He was a joke. He was a joke! When you claim to be a Christian, and you borrow that junk from Sodom don't expect to help anybody. And many of you are wondering why your life cannot positively influence, impact, and affect others for Christ? And it's because you have lived a double-minded life. You have lived a life of hypocrisy. You have tried to function with one foot in the world and one foot in the church. And my friend, it cannot happen. No man can serve two masters. He will love one and hate the other. The friendship of the world is in with enmity with Christ. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. My friend, it's not of the Father, it is of the world and you gotta make up your mind tonight, I am not gonna try to serve God and serve the devil at the same time because people that I love the most won't listen to me. How sad. The disgrace of your faith, the destruction of your family. His wife turned into a pillar of salt, Sodom. The devastation of your fortune. Maybe Lot had a house, maybe he had a job, maybe he had great possessions in Sodom. How much do you think he took with him? My friend, everything the world gives you will be destroyed with the world. You may think you're gaining, but my friend, you're throwing it into a bag with holes. What good does it do to have a bunch of friendships if they're not real, to have a bunch of fun if it's based on immorality, to have a life that's filled with nonsense, my friend. It'll be a devastation of your fortune, a disgrace of your faith, the destruction of your family, and the desecration of your future. In verses 37 and 38 of Genesis chapter 19, we find out later on in verse number, and later on in the end of that chapter, we find out that Lot gets out of Sodom and now his daughters are sleeping with him. And now this man who was a child of God, who was called righteous, whom God saved from Sodom before he destroyed Sodom, now he's having incest with his daughter and out of his own loins come Ammon and Moab who are enemies of God permanently. My friend, when you take that junk from Sodom not only does it mess you up but it puts a damper on the kingdom of God. from your life will be produced enemies of the very thing you love. I'm going to tell you something tonight. I don't want to help people fight God. I don't want to help somebody, my God, I don't want to help my generation fight against God. But when you get in Sodom, Sodom controls you and influences you and dominates you. It messes you up and you produce others that fight God. Don't take anything from Sodom. Now go back to Genesis 14 and I'll close. When Abram comes back from the battle, King Bera of Sodom comes out to meet him and says, Hey, Abram, you can have all the goods in exchange for the people. To many, that's a hard offer to turn down. That's a lot of goods, that's a lot of money. A lot of prosperity. Why not take it, buddy? It's yours. You have the right. And some may say, how did Abram reject the offer of King Bera? Well, look, if you would, in verse number 18. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him, and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. Blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And he gave him tithes of all. Now get this, if you haven't gotten anything I've said tonight. Abraham rejected the offer of King Bera because before he ever met King Bera he met another king and this was a king by the name of Melchizedek could I say to you tonight that Sodom means burning and Bera means gift and when Bera offered Abram something from Sodom he was saying I'll give you a gift but he wasn't telling them that the gift is going to result in some burning bera means gift and sodom means burning but can i say to you tonight that melchizedek means righteousness and salem means peace and according to my bible in psalm 110 verse number four the bible said the lord have sworn and will not repent Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. If you look in your Bible, in Hebrews chapter number 7, my Bible says that Melchizedek was a priest with a a priesthood that lasts forever. He is without descent. He has no father and he has no mother. Could I say to you tonight, his name means righteousness and he's from a place of peace. Could I say to you tonight that Melchizedek is no other than a representation of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And just as Melchizedek means righteousness and Salem means peace, Psalm 85 says, mercy and peace have have kissed each other and righteousness has met together I'm saying Melchizedek came offering bread and wine aren't you glad that Jesus came offering his body and his blood as a payment for our sins and can I say to your night there's a reason why Abram said no There's a reason why Abram said not a thread. There's a reason why Abram said not a shoe There's a reason why Abram turned down King Melchizedek. I'm sorry, turned down King Bera. And he turned down King Bera because he had met King Melchizedek. And what Abram was literally saying was, you can bribe me with the world, but I'll take the blessings from the Lord. You can have the world, I'll just take Jesus. And can I say to you tonight, my friend, there's a world out there that wants to destroy you. There's a world out there that wants to knock you down. There's a world out there that wants to have you. There's a devil out there that wants to destroy your life. But can I say to you, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And my friend, when you've got Jesus, you don't need anybody else. And I'm here to tell you, you don't need what the world offers you. You don't need what the devil sells you. You don't need what your friends offer you. Because when you've got Jesus, you don't need anybody else. And my Bible tells me, he's the king of righteousness and he always shows up with peace as a matter of fact my Bible says this Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega the beginning and the end he's the lily of the valley he's the bright and morning star he's the fairest of 10,000 to your soul 700 years before he was born Isaiah said he's wonderful he's counselor he's mighty God he's the everlasting father he's the prince of peace he's the lamb of glory he's the lion of Judah he's the way he's the truth he's the resurrection and he's the life. he's the amen he's the faithful and true witness He's the star of David. He's the star of Judah. He's the star of Bethlehem. He's the rose of Sharon. He's Adonai. He's El Shaddai. He's Elohim. He's the rock of your salvation. He's your only firm foundation. He's a faithful friend who will not change. He's the cornerstone who remains the same. He's Jesus. He's the son of God and he's God the son. He's omnipotent, all-powerful, omniscient, all-knowing, omnipresent, everywhere at the same time. He's immutable. He cannot change. He's eternal. He was. He is. And he is to come. He's your salvation, your sanctification, your justification your rectification, your reconciliation, your propitiation, your glorification, and that's for each and every nation. I'm telling you, He's King of Kings and He's Lord of Lords. He heals the sick, He raised the dead, He forgave the lepers, He cleansed the lepers, He forgave the debtors. His Word is enough. His grace is sufficient, His mercy endures, His truth lasts through every generation. I'm here to tell you, He's the King of knowledge, He's the wellspring of wisdom, He's the doorway of deliverance, He's the pathway of peace, He's the highway of holiness, He's the gateway of glory, He's the head of the heroes, He's the master of the mighty, He's the Legislator, leader of legislators, He's the overseer overcomers, He's the governor of governors, He's the prince of princes, He's the king of kings, and He's the lord of lords. The heaven of heavens can't contain Him, let alone a man explain Him, you can't get Him your mind, you can't get them out your hands, you can't outlive them, and you sure can't live without them. The Pharisees couldn't stump them, Pilate couldn't find a fault in them, the witnesses couldn't get their testimonies to agree. Herod couldn't kill him, death couldn't hell him, and the grave could not hold him. There's been nobody before him. Wait a minute. I want to tell you something else. There's been nobody before him and there'll be nobody after him this Jesus had no predecessor and he'll have no successor you can't impeach Jesus and he ain't gonna resign he's king of kings and he's lord of lords and I'm here to tell you the next time that the devil comes your way I'm glad to tell you as a 31 year old man tonight when I met my wife I was a virgin and so was she I'm glad to tell you tonight I've never smoked a cigarette I've never tasted alcohol I've never been in the movie theater I've never looked at pornography and guess what what? I enjoy life. I don't get up every day tolerating life. Man, I'm live sad that I gotta be saved upset that God wrote the Bible and jealous of the world I'm here to tell you I wake up every day with a godly wife and four beautiful children I love serving God I enjoy reading my Bible I like talking to God I'm glad Jesus saved me I'm God glad he raised me I'm glad he healed me I'm glad he filled me and I'm here to tell you the world can offer you just mess the world can offer you it's junk they can offer you drugs and alcohol and sex and perversion But it's about time some boys and girls out of this ISC would get up tonight and look the devil square in the face and say, You take that mess back where you got it from. Because long before I met you, I met the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The King of Righteousness coming with the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm here to tell you, pick your head up. Stick your chest out and determine by the grace of God, my mind's made up like a tree planted by the river, of water. I shall not be moved on the authority of the word of God. I say to you tonight, don't take anything from Sodom. Not a thing. Jesus he's the king of kings and the lord of lords he's worthy of the praise and the honor and the glory and the blessing not for this year and next year and the next year but my bible says he's worthy for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory watch this now forever and ever watch this now Amen! Amen! Don't take anything, anything, from Solomon. Brethren, we have meant to worship and adore the Lord our God. That concludes our Pulpit Hour message for today. If you would like to order a copy of today's message, you can call our studios at 828-884-9427 or write to us at WGCR, 3232 Hendersonville Highway, Pisgah Forest, North Carolina, 28768. You can also hear today's message on our website at wgcr.net. The Pulp Hour is brought to you by Anchor Broadcasting.